Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. State Farm agents are always ready to help you personalize your insurance plan so you can create a policy that fits your needs. You can manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. And you can always call one of the State Farm agents in neighborhoods across the country. Get a great rate without sacrificing great service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What's going on, everybody? Howdy ho. We are back. Episode 104 of the Dark Windows Podcast. Yep, it is. Before we get going, Kevin, why don't you talk about some headphones right quick? Yeah, Kevin, why don't you talk? Hey, I'm, I'm getting my shit pulled up. I am clearly stalling. You are so, stalling. talk about headphones. Because <laughs> I was yeah. ill-prepared for this week. You dirtbag. Fuck I'm, off. I oh, am. All right, fine. Let's talk about something that's not dirtbaggish. Studio headphones. And this beer. And that beer. But no, we're going to talk about Studio. Go over to studio.com or, yeah, go to studio.com. Go check out them and find their headphones, earbuds, and their Bluetooth speaker. Find what you like, put it in your basket, go to checkout. Under coupon, put the promo code of DarkWindows15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. Or if you forget that, you can also go over to another place. Darkwindowspod.com. We have links for all our shit and our friends at Studio, too. So, with that being said, how about we dump into it? We're, we're doing uh, Colorado this week in the road trip, huh? Colorado. Yeah. <clears throat> Not much. I'm so, sorry to say. So we'll get into that shit because I got well, some words. I mean, we, we, yeah, I mean, he'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah. You know. You're fucking daisy if you do, because Colorado, I'm coming for you. I'm going to get that butt. So we're going to head to the Rocky Mountain State. Um, we Rocky haven't. We've only done one really one real thing in Colorado, mm-hmm. and apparently that was the only fucking cryptid, cryptid you guys have. Assholes. Yeah, so you guys got the Slide Rock Boulder. We already talked about that on episode like five or six or whatever it was when we did our Lumberjack Monsters. That was like fucking forever. It was... Years ago at this point. Literally years ago. Probably. So, Colorado is actually the most square state in the United States. And as of 2018, had a population of of five... Uh. Yes. <laughs> it had a population of 5.696 million people. Mm. So, you know how we do. We have to do some fun stuff with each state. You know, we got to find mm-hmm. some goofy shit here and there. Yep. So, the trademark for the name Cheeseburger was awarded to Lewis Ballast of Denver in March 5th on March 5th of 1935. Therefore, Denver is the home of the first official cheeseburger. I'm a birthday. Right? Colfax Avenue in Denver is the longest continuous street in the United States at 26.5 miles. Wow. It's a long ass street. It is. I mean fucking 26.5 miles in Vermont, you've gone through four towns. <laughs> sometimes yeah. more yeah exactly because uh, sometimes the road kind of like connects you know oh i'm, I'm thinking it. just staying right on route seven which is the longest continuous highway in the state 
You're it 20, is. 26 miles, 26 and a half miles, you're going through a handful of towns because Vermont's fucking puny. Yeah, true. And all of our towns look the same. No. Yeah, okay, yeah, get down into like Chester and all those other towns that look like Chester and try to tell me they're, they're different because they're yeah. not. A little bit. Not really. Anyway, the Pikes Peak Cogway is the highest railroad train in the world. Mm. We're actually going to talk about Pikes Peak in a little bit when I start into my stuff. It's illegal to fire a catapult at a building in Aspen, which, what the fuck? I've always wanted to fire a, a, a catapult. You know, I was thinking about doing that the other day, you know, like two days from now, but, well. Fuck, fuck it. it, we'll go to Boulder and do it. Speaking of which, you cannot legally have a couch outside of your house, like on your outside porch in Boulder. That's bullshit. Right? I want some fucking outdoor furniture. The government can suck it. Fuckers. You can put fucking lawn furniture in your house, but you can't put a couch in your porch? Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Dirtbags. It's illegal to ride your horse drunk. Also, since we're getting into equestrian law, in Cripple Creek, it's illegal to bring your horse or mule above the ground floor of any building. Well, because they're afraid of heights. But the fact that that's a law means that at some point in time... Somebody did it. Somebody, I'm assuming back in the day, brought their horse to like the second store of a saloon to wow. show a prostitute. He's like, hey, check it out. I got a horse. And it's like, clop, 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 or up the fucking stairs. They were like, listen, I don't want my horse to get stolen. I don't, I don't have, you know, money to pay for, you know, the parking fee. So fuck it. I'm going to bring it upstairs with me. Excuse me, sir, but this is an emotional support animal and I need to have it with me. <laughs> they didn't have emotional support animals back then. Colorado was the first state to illegalize weed and decriminalize magic mushrooms. They were also apparently the first state to criminalize having more than one fuck encrypted in their state. They did. So, no offense. I mean, we were just like, we had a hard time no, trying no, to find no, stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so let's get into some famous folks from Colorado, right? Denver Pyle, who played Uncle Jesse on the Dukes of Hazard, was born in uh, Bethune, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Good actor. I like. He was one of my favorite characters. In yeah, I, I, I liked Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse and Cooter. Roscoe Pico drink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tim Allen from Home Improvement was born in Denver. <laughs> he was also arrested in Michigan with a bunch of cocaine back in the day too. So, um, the Manassa Mauler, one of the greatest boxers of all time, Jack Dempsey, was nice. born in Manassa, Colorado. Yep. Dwayne Chapman, Dog the Fucking yep. Bounty Hunter, was yep. born in Denver. The original Phantom of the Opera and the father of the Wolfman, Lon Chaney Sr., was born in Colorado Springs. No shit. So Colorado, for the lack of cryptids, you got some pretty fucking cool people. Yeah. You know? Because I, I thought, I personally thought Jack Dempsey was from... I thought he was from, like, I thought was Baltimore from like, or no, some shit. I thought he was from, like, New York. Yeah, I thought he was, like, an East Coast dude, but no, he was yeah. out... Fucking fighting bears and shit in Colorado. Well, like, how, by, uh, <laughs> I mean, Jesus, how do you, you know, how else would you, you know, become fucking world heavyweight boxing champ? But besides, you know, I mean, <laughs> Jack, how did you train for this fight? I punched winner a bunch. <laughs> you fought an entire season? Yep. But Jack, no, really, Jack, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? Folks, tell the folks, Jack. I punched five grizzly bears. Yep. I knocked them out. Just like Brian Boitano. What would Brian Boitano do? <laughs> <laughs> Again, also South Park is from Colorado, and that's one of the best animated shows of all time. Blame Canada. Yes. Flappy heads off full of lies. 
So, you want to start it off? Yeah, let's hear what you got. Sure. I'm going to talk about a vampire. Oh, shit, that's usually my thing, dude. Well, at least a supposed vampire. You're stepping on my jock here. Come on. I know. I, I figured I'd just go step on your dick a little. That's okay. I'm about to step on my own, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, this supposed vampire was Theodore Fodor Glava. He was an immigrant from Transylvania. <laughs> he came to this country, for, uh, like so many others, uh, for a better life. Yeah, sucking the life out of fucking Americans. Just like every European Just because ever. because he came from Transylvania doesn't mean you son of a bitch. He worked in a coal mine until he passed away from flu-like symptoms during the 1918 flu pandemic. No, fuck that. He passed he didn't away give during, enough goddamn blood. Up. He passed away during the Spanish flu. Okay. That's the night there, 1918. I, mm, I'm going to go with lack of fresh blood. Either, either that or Wrong. he all of a sudden got a whole bunch of steak in his diet. No. Vampire puns. Come on. Fuck you. <laughs> Get fucked, you loser. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. I hate you. No, you don't. 70%? Okay. And rising? <laughs> Not 60-40? No. Damn. We're definitely at 70 at this point, so. You're an ass. Anyway. Horses ass. Oh, anyway. So, he possibly was buried with another person in the municipal cemetery in Lafayette, Cal- uh, Colorado, just north of the edge of town. Uh, the other guy, guy's name uh, was John uh, Trendafir. He was an immigrant from also from Transylvania, and he but he actually died on December thirteenth of nineteen eighteen uh, from pneumonia. Mm. Now pneumonia. Yeah. Now, Glava... Silvered. Well, so, <clears throat> Trendafir was most likely also a victim of the Spanish flu epidemic. I'm not going to say 1918, because, you know what? Fuck that, you know? I'm going to say what it was and how it has been for a very long time. Yeah. The Spaniard's flu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how it came to be called the Spanish flu. Because it started in Spain? So, it wasn't actually until after... Uh, Glava actually had died, that he actually gained his notoriety. The other guy just kind of was just a... He, he didn't really have any notoriety. He was just there. Yeah. Or supposedly there. When I say supposedly, a I'm... passerby. Yeah. Um, ship in the night. He, w- he was buried in what would have been the poorest section of the old graveyard. Because, they, you know, every graveyard has a an okay section, has a good section, and a Section where yeah. they basically just fucking throw your body. Yeah, just basically dig a hole, chuck your ass yeah. in. You don't get a box or anything. Yeah. Uh, Glava's grave was hastily carved, carved and inscribed with his birthplace, year of death, and a few other words. Among them was the word trendifer, which is Romanian word for rose. Now, though not much is known about Glava's life, the mention of Transylvania on his gravestone spurred rumors that he was a vampire. As it does. Yeah. Uh, I, I still don't know if I've ever met anybody from Romania, and if I do, I'm automatically a little bit suspicious that they might be either A, a vampire, or B, a werewolf. 
I, I presume always werewolf. But the only way to tell if they're a werewolf is you have to use a silver blade and you have to, like, whap them on the fucking head. And if the wound has hair in it, then they're a werewolf. But what if you whap them, if you hit them on the nose and they go, and they yelp? I would do that, but no, you have to, like, open up a wound in their, their, their head. And if there's hair there, they're a werewolf. If not, then you just, I guess, stab somebody in the head, but... So how what do you tell if they're a vampire? They don't Mirror? come out in the day, asshole. Okay, fine. Jesus. God. What Learn vampire lore, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, the mention of him being from Transylvania spurred rumors that he was actually a vampire. Uh, it is thought that a tall, pale, lanky man from that region would be an easy target for untrusting settlers. Stoking rumors or attempting to explain away natural happenings with superstition. Right. Because that's just what people did, you know, because they, they don't fucking want to actually, like, look into anything. Kind of like, you know, these days. Well, here's the thing, though, is so to, depending on what breed of vampire he is, because technically things like the Nalopsy are, uh, are a plague spreader. True. Like, that's they come into town and sickness follows. True, it makes I mean, it easier for them to hunt. Actually, if you matter of fact, if you've ever watched Thirty Days of Night, those vampires are based on Nalopsy because they got all the fucking like shark teeth and shit, and they come into town and people start getting sick and they're just like, ah, we're gonna fucking eat all y'all, including Bobby. Yeah, but wasn't there something else that happened? I don't I haven't watched it. I have to watch that again. Good movie. It was a good movie. So um, local lore says that. Some townspeople dug up the grave and found blood on Glava's mouth. Yeah. His teeth seeming larger than normal. Yeah. And happens. his nails still growing, which... Natural shit that happens with death. Yeah. It's actually Gums part, retreat back. Yeah. It's actually part of decay. Yeah. And that after death has actually set in. Um, settlers drove a stake through his heart and reburied him, which did happen with another person that we were going to cover at some point. Which one? A certain little girl, you say you... you we I call dibs, cover. bitch. It's mine, fucker. <laughs> I've already I've already got most of my shit pre-written for my beginnings in my states. That one's mine. You know... You can suck all my butt. Whatever. <laughs> the hole in everything. So, now a, a tree, unlike any other around it grows straight through the grave plop and mm. some say the tree grew from the wooden stake that and the uh that was you know put through his heart and there's a red rose bush nearby that uh, grows actually from his fingernails supposedly wouldn't be shocked dude vampires are crazy they can do all kinds of shit yeah and some other uh rumors that persist to this day are that residents uh from the area see mysterious figures walking around late at night. So, who's to say if he was a vampire or nothing? But, I mean, he was just kind of caught up in some superstitious mumbo-jumbo that was going on yeah, during I mean, that period. People are always always suspicious of outsiders anyway. And at this point in time when there was still a belief in that stuff pretty heavily, yeah, I get that. I wouldn't trust somebody if I thought they were a fucking vampire. Now, there are some reports that, if, so if you actually go to the gravesite, um, batteries drain when near the grave, 
shadow figure standing at the grave. Uh, like I said, the tree that's supposedly going from growing where the stake is in his heart. Uh, disembodied voices and strange lights at the grave. Disemboweled voices. Disemboweled, yes. <laughs> uh, also the thorn bush that's growing from his fingernails. Um. Now, yeah, if you also there's there's a phrase that go up at midnight and you'll see the vampire sitting at the top of the stone. Supposedly. Okay. Okay. Um. No, that's according to local police. And people walking through the cemetery have been beaten up. When the police show up, there is no one around. And the only footprints lead back to the grave. Kind of weird. Okay, so is this like an above-ground grave? Or do they just like pitch his ass in the dirt? No, it's a below-ground grave. Okay. It's a a hole. I mean, they dug dug it however deep and... Okay, so he's tunneled out somewhere else then. Probably. Motherfucker. I know. Dude, watch the strain. Or I, even better, listen to the book. You'll you'll get it. It's yeah. yeah. I mean fucking Guillermo del Toro writing about vampires. How bad could it be? And the first one on Audible, if you listen to it, is narrated by Ron Perlman. So mm. one yeah. of our one of our potential picks for the voice of God. Yes. In case anybody else wants to give us a one star review and unsubscribe from the show for that. <laughs> Margaret Freeman's not my god. I didn't say he had to be, motherfucker. I said he was a choice. <laughs> exactly. Get and fucked. And he said, and I personally said, I feel that if God had a voice and you all you could hear was a voice, it would be him. It's it's dealer's choice, I think. Like we and said. You, and you said it was dealer's choice. So there. I did. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyway. Fucking butt hurt pussy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm in a mood. You are. I am. So we should cut that out. Ah, fuck him. Ah, anyway. He doesn't listen anymore. I don't give a fuck. Uh, so there's also another like report that like people think that there's something or someone in the uh, area that's really playing off the old vampire rumor. Right. Okay. So for sure. Um. Now I guess now some some uh. Uh, not de- ghost hunters right. went actually to some some ghost hunters have actually been there to actually try to you know debunk stuff mm-hmm. and everything else, and the, some actually got a voice on a tape recorder that says, um, "You want my steak? <laughs> I'm not gonna finish it. You want the rest? <laughs> and and then uh, so I mean." Wait a minute. Why aren't we bringing in the actual experts here? We know of two British gentlemen that hunt vampires in cemeteries and potentially have, like, public magic fights. Let's call these guys. They can get rid of it. Oh. You remember? Yeah. yeah. The guys from Highgate. True. Those giant, True. giant fucking nerds. True. It's like, well, they were actually later on, so, you know. I know. Well, they, that's... That's fine. They can come in and find it if it's still there. All right. All it's right. an immortal being, apparently. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that works. I like that. But so that was uh, a callback and a half. <laughs> yes. Woof. So, but some other people have actually gone there, and they they actually went for like beta of all this stuff, and they said that their batteries never drained. They never saw any. Basically, they had no 
not none of this actually happened. Yeah. Which we all know that shit doesn't always just happen, you know, right on cue. Some, oh, for sure. Sometimes it doesn't happen. You know, they, they're t- on fucking you know break. You know, they don't they're like ah, I don't want to fucking perform tonight. Fuck this. You know, they're off doing something else. But I mean, you know, sometimes it just uh, just happens, and you do have things happen. Right. So do, do I feel just because a place is haunted doesn't mean that it's always active. Yeah. True. Now, so do I believe that this guy was a vampire? No. I don't think it was. It was just, I think it was just kind of one of those kind of, uh, not really, not really mistaken identity. Maybe prejudice. Against yeah, yeah, I guess you could yeah. say prejudice against, you know, because he was from Transylvania. These fucking vampires coming here and taking our goddamn jobs. I know. Had something. enough of it. It's time to build a wall. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Unless they can fly. Stock up on steak and everything else. I mean, silver works. Decapitation, fire, yeah. For the yeah, some some of them, some of them, some of them. The Ansem Bonsem. We gotta get back into more vampire lore, I'm motherfucker. Sorry, I, I want to do it again. I think that's still like one of my best, well, one of the best names. The Ansem Bonsem. Asansa Bonsem. I, I think it's like one of my favorite names of all yeah. of those that I covered. And you know, we covered like four of them. Um, <coughs> that fucking book is like four inches thick. I know. There's a couple more in there. There is. So, yes. So, let's take a break. Yeah, let's do that. And we'll come back. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't want to do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Tech. Support for this podcast comes from Stella Artois. This summer, enjoy the life Artois. You can experience it anywhere from your patio to the tidal basin. All it takes is being present, being there, with the people you love and a cold Stella Artois in hand. Wherever you are, you're never too far from the life Artois. Stella Artois. Please enjoy responsibly. We're back. All right, so, hope you enjoyed the break. And now, Kevin, what are you covering? Unfortunately, again... Oh, Jesus Christ, you... Colorado, I'm, I'm sorry, but you guys have one, like specific cryptid and we've already talked about it but yeah so this is no cryptid sorry folks it kind of is shut up i said no cryptids we're gonna talk about a very particular cryptid slash mythical creature slash native nature spirit we've talked about it once before many many moons ago this particular creature is usually more thought of as like canadian or he's a fucking northern border northeastern or even just further, further north in the country. Okay, I'm, I'm working up a criminal profile on okay. it. Okay. I'm, I'm working on it. All right, criminal minds, what you got? Well, he, he's Canadian, first off. That's that's one strike. Yeah, but what is it? Well, I'm working on it. He, It's, you know, that thing. We covered it before. I'm, just come on, give me more. God damn it. You're really not a good profiler. <laughs> Listen, i got to have more information to draw a profile. Do you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The Winnebago. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So there's actually been a few Wendigo sightings in Colorado. Uh, before the we Wendigo, yeah, as uh, the Winnebago, the Wendigo, as uh, is a certain character in a certain book that we listen to. Just calls him. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it's like there's only one, and apparently he's just like a cool dude. But like I'm pretty sure and, and lives and lives in fucking in the fucking swamp in Alabama. Motherfucker, yeah. get your shit together. I still like your books though. Keep writing them. So before we get into the sighting, I kind of wanted to recap real quick, in case anybody listening to our show where we talk about cryptids new, and other weird shit has never heard of a Wendigo, and you which, haven't gone back and actually listened to them. Even Wendigo. if you haven't listened to ours, if you're listening to a show about paranormal and cryptid shit, you probably have heard of this thing. But if you it's actually, been around for a minute. But if you actually want to listen to our episode on the Wendigo, you Fuck. can actually go and find that. I'm going to apologize in advance if you want to listen to our episode about the Wendigo. Because <laughs> we were not good at what we do. Even worse than we are now, actually. I think we'll probably... What? Yeah, dude. We were pretty bad when we started. Well, maybe and we're pretty not great now. Oh. All right. We went from bad to not great. Oh. So we got a couple more steps before we hit, like... So the Wendigo is a nature spirit of Algonquin, Ojibwe, and uh, Cree yep. legend of North America, mostly like Canada, parts of like northeastern uh, northeastern United States. The First Nations and the Native peoples. Yeah. Which I don't understand because I don't see how – because some of those tribes that you, you, you just said were actually of both. Right. North and South. Right. Which, I, you know – like uh, Apache, was it Apache and Navajo are different languages for the same word, meaning the enemy. And then they call themselves, um, fuck, sure the Diné, which is the people. Ah. So, yeah, because they are. They were here first. So they are, yeah. are uh, mostly in those tribes. Yeah. And they, now, do we sit down, do they, they don't... Tr- it's not like it's a traveling thing. It's kind of like just like a area, uh, I don't know, a territorial. What do you mean, creature? Right, right. I, I I would imagine. I mean, yeah. from everything we've found, it's and it's not like it's necessarily even a, a a creature itself. It's you you become a Wendigo by yeah. cannibalizing somebody, just like you become a Skinwalker by killing a blood relative and doing some like yes. weird like Indian black magic shit. Yes, you ha- that's what you have to right. become a skinwalker. So the creature is usually described as being tall, gaunt, pale, and hairless, with an insatiable hunger for human flesh. The creature can eat and eat and eat, and it's never satisfied. Hence why when you see it, it's emaciated, because yep. it's it's starving, it never but it can't it. stop yeah. eating, because it's not... Bottomless know, pit. Exactly. Some stories say that the Wendigo grows in proportion to the meal that it eats. Some tales more recently also say that it either has the skull of a deer for a head or it's um, a, a deer skull that they, uh, uses as a, a headdress of some sort. Yep. Um, more traditionally, it's seen looking more like the creatures from um, the game Until Dark, which has got Wendigos in it, which is fucking awesome. I highly recommend it. Or the things in The Descent. Just tall, hairless, pale, fucking weird. That's more. That's more. Yeah. More traditionally, what it's seen as. Or if you want to go into some even older tales, they refer to it as an ice giant, and the only way to kill it is to is to 
remove the frozen heart, burn it, put it in a silver box, and bury it. And then you have to destroy every other part of the body, burn it, and scatter it to the winds. Or else it can reassemble. Because Wendigos are fucking hard. Huh. Yeah. So they originate from a certain place. Huh. Uh Uh-huh. Being ice giants, huh? I wouldn't be surprised if there's maybe some crossover there. Because when the Vikings came here and came to Vinland, which was, you know, northeastern Canada. Yep. They interacted with the Indians, and it wasn't like fucking Pathfinder, where they just came in and decided to fucking kill everybody. Cause a little bit. A little bit, but not a bunch. No. Because they actually, when they got here, they were like, oh shit, there's people here. Maybe we can trade with these people. And if yeah. they don't want to trade, then we can kill them. Like, yeah, same, I mean, like the same shit we did in England. Fuck it. Yeah, they, well, they did the same thing everywhere they went. Right. It's like, know? either you can pay us to leave, we can trade, or we can fucking kill everybody and take your attractive women. Exactly. And that's why Scandinavian women look the way they do. Because the Vikings didn't bring ugly ones back. <laughs> so what does the, what does this Wendigo have to do with Colorado? Well, I did find a, a sighting okay. that I wanted to talk about. Um, so without any further ado or to-do or whatever the fuck do-do, I don't know. I'm going to get into the sighting. So I wanted to preface this by saying I... Got the the sighting. I transcribed from. Well, I didn't, but there's it was stuff a, to do. It was some somebody sighting where you can transcribe uh, stuff from YouTube. Uh-huh. So I, I listened to the video and I'm like, that's really cool. I want to transcribe it and read it for everybody. And I will also include a link to the YouTube video with everything, so you can go listen to it for yourself. Okay. This takes place on Pikes Peak, which is the highest point of the Rockies in the United States. The man telling the story is named Mateo, and again, I found the transcription from YouTube through uh, through a person telling the story. Okay. Years ago, at the end of October, October 26th to be precise, in 2015, a friend and I had quite an unusual encounter on Pikes Peak, Colorado. This happened one night as we were headed back down to civilization. You see, for much of my life, I've had the goal of exploring hard-to-reach places and being able to survive in all kinds of conditions. This brought me to the Marine Corps, where I fought in Iraq and Afghanistan in infantry, and then later in the intelligence field. Afterwards, I worked heavily with a with Team Rubicon in disaster relief and aid uh, and aided in the Philippines and Ecuador. Now I was on my on to my next quest to become more prepared in the wilderness, learning bushcraft and the skills necessary to survive. These lessons culminated in a decision to test my resolve and see how long I could survive in the mountains of Colorado. I speculated that I could survive during the winter, then then I would be able to manage any other season. Makes sense. You go up there in the fucking hardest part of the year, you can probably make it the other three seasons. I'm not sure how summer is in Colorado, if it gets fucking miserably hot like it does here. I I don't don't know. It depends on how high. I mean, if you're up in the Rockies, I don't think it would be... That bad. And if you're super fucking high, who cares what the temperature is? That's true. <laughs> That's very, very true. Rocky Mountain high? Yeah. Even though you don't like John Denver. Yeah. I motherfucker. Know. I know. <laughs> uh, I started in September and ended up living at 10,000 feet on the east side of Pikes Peak for over five months. Wow. My main diet was small game, and I spent much of my time uh, foraging for lots of firewood to keep the shelter warm at night. 
Makes sense. You're doing survival shit. Yep. This was a humbling experience that has given me the confidence to know I can survive and even thrive in the wilderness. The first month was the hardest, especially considering that the first three days I could not get a fire going, even though I had practiced diligently many times before. That's got to be super fucking frustrating. Yeah. Knowing that you've, you've practiced this for so long and then you need it to happen. And it's like, nah, you're going to be cold. For 72 hours. And the thing is, it's, it's real life conditions where, you know, things happen and you can't control them. Right. Because you don't know, you know, how wet something is. You could, you know, try and guess on how wet something might be or dry something, you know. Yeah. Your, your, your kenlin is going to be, but you just don't really know. Exactly. Until you're in that environment. Yeah. And well, he found out. Until shit hits the fan, you don't know how bad it's actually going to be. Exactly. I would have thrown in the towel and headed back to civilization had I not decided in one last desperate attempt to walk miles to the edge of the mountain world, which looks 4,000 feet over Ute Pass, and get enough reception to look up how to build a fire on YouTube in low resolution with minutes of time waiting. Uh, I realized I was doing everything right for the most part, but because the area was slightly wetter, I had to start smaller and humbly built the fire up. So like you said. Makes sense. Exactly. This, hum- uh, this humble beginning led to about a month of, consi- of constant learning, many times over, uh, over again in order to refine my capabilities. This may seem like a paradise to many, but I had a deep primal fear that, that always stayed with me in every step that I took and action that I made. I totally fucking get that. It's, 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 the, it's like being out in the woods by yourself. It's the primal fear of man. It's, right. It is the, the original fear yeah. of all, which is being alone and... Not the, having and control of your surroundings. Yes. Feeling like you're being watched. Because you're back to what we... You know, I don't care what anybody says. Back to wh- how we began. Yeah. And how we were not the top of the food chain. No. And in Colorado, out in the fucking mountains, if you're by yourself without anything to protect yourself, you are not even close to the top no. of the food chain. No. You've got bears. You've got wolves. You've got fucking mountain lions. Well, not in the... You've got when, the earth itself. Well, in the wintertime, no bears. Doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, but fucking there's still wolves and mountain lions and bobcats and all that other shit no, that will wolverines. fucking kill you. Yeah. You see, a few years prior, in 2012 and again in 2014, I had nocturnal run-ins with some unknown hominid species that would be best described as a Sasquatch, which flipped over my, uh, which flipped my entire world upside down and traumatized me. My entire mission in life had been built around the outdoors and exploring its secrets, and now I had been faced with one of those secrets of which, at the time, I would rather prefer to have been ignorant to. I could not give up on my dreams of the wilderness, but could not forget that some monsters lurk in the woods and that I had no defense against. Yep. This meant that my long stay in the wilderness was more like a defensive combat post with a shelter built uh, built more like a fort, always armed and always on guard, even making my territory around the camp to ward off any unknown creature lurking. This also meant I this also meant I no longer went out after dark, an activity that before the encounter was one of my favorite things to do. A good friend named Austin would come up there once a week and visit with me uh, on his days off from work and keep me company and help continue to build my camp. 
At the time, I had passed my self-imposed survival test and proven to myself that I could live in a remote wilderness. Thing is, how long can you last? That's the, that's the, that's the big one. Yeah. Is how long can you... We asked this question last week, but in prison, not in the woods. Yeah. This gave me more liberty to head back down to town and visit family and friends from time uh, from time to time because at the end of the day, the hardest part of the entire jur- of the entire journey, besides the great fear of the unknown, was social isolation. However, as you may expect, I'd never go back at night, not until the fateful night in question. To head back to civilization, you would have to walk maybe nine to ten miles out of the mountains, and about six of those miles would be on uh, Bar Trail, the main trail to the summit of the of the Pikes. Uh, which on nice days, especially during the summer, is a very popular hiking spot. Austin had been up for the day, and uh, and he was deciding whether... Normally, I would make sure that he left with enough time to get back before dark. I wouldn't wish my... I wouldn't wish my fate on someone else. On this particular day, I had decided if he went down, then I'd go down with him, because I'd already been up there a while and was getting lonely. I let him know, and because uh, and because of this, we felt comfortable walking on the, working on the camp later in the day and into dusk. I was aware that we'd be traveling back at night, but felt safe because of uh, because I had company. Mm-hmm. When we bake, uh, woof. Always safety in numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Unless you're outnumbered, then it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. When we began heading out of the camp and walked the few uh, the first few miles of, of the main trail, it was getting pretty close to dark. We reached the main trail at nightfall. Although Colorado is an open carry state, I found that hikers often freak out on the trail when they see that I'm armed. To avoid drama, I started stowing my Springfield XD40 with the holster in my pack. Not the right place for it. No. It belongs Definitely. on your hip. <laughs> yeah, put it, keep it on your hip, but conceal it. Yeah, put a, put a shirt over it, whatever. This time was like any other, and, th- and and though habit, I threw my rifle in my pack once we reached the trail. So he had his rifle with him also, but instead of carrying it, he just stuck it in his pack so people don't, fl- uh, don't freak out. Yeah. Easy enough to get to. Right. I threw my rifle in my pack once we reached the trail, even though it was winter and dark, and the likelihood of, of being seen by anyone was slim. I'm a much faster hiker than Austin, but he is strong and can keep hiking forever. This creates a unique hike because I prefer to go faster and he prefers to go slower. We had gotten used to a slinky-like effect long ago, which basically meant I would hike ahead uh, I would hike ahead of him around 50 to 60 yards or so, then I would stop and turn to make sure he was still nearby. I'd wait for him to catch up and then we'd start the entire process again. I would make it a point to always stop on the turns. Like in like you get like a bend in the trail, he would always make yeah. sure he stopped before he went through the bend. Yep. Always, uh, always keeping a line of sight was very important to me in any type of situation. On this night, I was entertaining myself by making robot noises with my headlight, uh, with my headlight off as I continued pushing further uh, up the trail, and then turning and waiting for Austin, who was uh, who was hiking with his headlamp on to catch up. We had maybe been walking about two miles or so on the main trail, and it was getting close to seven p.m. We were still over nine thousand. Uh, we were still at over nine thousand five hundred feet, so they haven't made a whole bunch of progress. They've walked a couple miles into this ten mile trip. Yeah. The full moon was out, and the uh, and the light fog had rolled in, 
Talk about setting the mood for a weird thing to happen. I was feeling a lot safer knowing Austin was around, and as usual, trying to ignore my knowledge that there is more than just known animals out lurking uh, out here lurking at night. I kept making uh, I kept making my noises to pass time. I knew it was easy to spot uh, spot him behind me with his headlamp on, so I turned my head briefly for a check and saw some uh, and saw him some fifty or more yards away. I kept walking, and a short time later, perhaps a minute later, I came to a large turn in the trail. As usual, I stopped to wait for him, fully expecting him to be a good distance away. To my surprise, when I turned my head, I found him right behind me, with his machete drawn and this hollow look in his eyes. I assumed he just felt safer with it out. I jokingly asked him, You planning on killing me? He was not amused, and I could tell something was, uh, something was really off. I asked him what was wrong, but didn't get any answer beside the plea of, like, let's keep moving. I didn't have to ask again to know something was very wrong. He was gripping his machete and his whole body was shaking. His face was pale and he was sweating profusely and he stuttered and uh, stuttered in his plea to keep going. I've been to war and in very frightening situations and have seen what the body uh, goes through when some, uh, when something scary and intense occurs where shock and adrenaline kick in when your body does things that you, uh, when your body does things beyond your control. And it's really weird he makes a good point here. It's really weird what your body does yeah. out of fear and preservation yep. that you have no control over. Yep. Um, I've heard that from my dad. Oh, for sure. I, you've probably had it happen before. You know, like uh, roller coasters, for example. For you, yeah. You hit that point where you're like, oh, fuck, and you scream because that's the only reaction your body has. I laugh. Or... If you've ever been in shock from something, um, I've had it happen before where I went into shock and I got like the lobster claws going with my hands and I couldn't move them because there was just lack of oxygen and shock and your body just like fucking freaks out. I think mine is like if I get hurt, like when I hurt my knee there, when I, I, I hit the head on the escalator i went down and people asked me you know what you doing like if you're feeling okay that mike i'm not feeling okay but if my instant reaction is like leave me the fuck alone yeah get away from get me. that wounded animal yeah mentality like, like just get away from me but yeah i can see what you know this guy's coming from yeah i didn't ask him again and we headed out at a very fast pace in a couple of minutes, Austin asked me to take out my gun and holster it. The entire time, he kept looking behind himself in panic. I knew something was wrong, so I obliged without question. Clearly, Austin had seen something that gripped his soul. I strapped the Springfield XD40. Uh, I strapped the Springfield XD40 and put a round in the chamber so that I was ready to take action if needed. We kept pushing forward. I had to work. I had to work hard to keep up with Austin because he was going so fast. And remember, Austin's the guy that usually hangs back yeah. and kind of hikes a bit slower. So some shit is going on here, and he is losing it, wants to get the yeah, fuck out he, of here. He goes slower, but at a, at, a, at a steady pace. Right. He goes at a comfortable pace. Yeah. He wants to, you know, take it everything in, and now he just wants to get the fuck out of here. But he's got the, yeah, and he has, he's the endurance man, like, where he can just keep going and going and going, like the Energizer Bunny. Right. Whereas, you know, the other guy's like, fast, 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 fast. Okay, I'm going to slow down. Gotta slow down because, you know, I'm getting winded or whatever. Right. 
because I'm going too uh, fast. Excuse me. But now the rolls reverse, and the guy that's going, well, likes to go full bore, can't keep up with the guy that... Yeah, that likes to go slow. Yeah. He kept looking behind us, and he kept looking behind us and was constantly on guard the entire time. After about two miles, we came to an area uh, where there are less trees and vegetation. Austin was finally ready to tell me what he saw. He recounted that as the gap between us kept getting larger, he kept having the feeling he was being watched. Although he tried to shrug it off, the feeling persisted. Something prompted him to look over his left shoulder on the slope. Illuminated there in his headlamp about 30 feet away was this thing staring back at him. Uh, This thing staring back at him as it silently moved through the trees. The thing was bipedal, and the most prominent feature were its antlers, which were like that of a deer. It had dark eyes, a lean body, and looked almost sickly. He said that this creature seemed to be of the height of an average person, but he wasn't wasn't positive if that was the accurate height. Yeah, it's, co- it's on a slope or something. Yeah. Right, it's out in the trees. It's off yeah. the trail a little bit. You're fucking freaking out because you're not. This thing's not supposed to exist. And, and how and how far down in the snow is it? Right, you know. Its color was gray, and he was not sure if it had hair or if it was wearing furs, since the light only brought out so much color and detail from a distance. He only saw it for a few seconds before the being kept walking ahead of uh, kept walking ahead of him through the trees and out of sight without making a sound. As you can imagine, this frightened Austin, and immediately his flight or, fi- uh, flight or fight response kicked in. He went right for his machete and ran to me uh, in haste. While being on guard the entire time, so he had that he had a good mix of of the fight and flight, which is probably the best reaction you can have. Yeah, be like I'm gonna get the fuck out of here, but if it gets close, we're gonna we're gonna have words. <laughs> I mean, I, we've had that. Oh, for sure, we've had that situation twice. Yeah, in the same goddamn spot. Not well. I'm t- I'm taking two different spots. Well, yeah, you know, one up in the mountains, you know, where things you know have happened. And we've kind of been like both at the same time, you know, eat to each other. Go back to listen to episode one. We yeah. tell the story. Yeah, if someone fucking <laughs> listened to it. Was someone watching us? You know, up yeah, in, up in Chitin in there. I mean, that was kind of, you know, we both at the same time. You know, yeah, and then the one in West Rutland where yeah. we both immediately went for guns. Like, some shit's weird out here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. But we both, you know, we both know that one. Yeah. That's when I turned around and saw him with a with a hollow look in his eyes and adrenaline setting in from the shock. After Austin finished telling me about his encounter, we continued walking with at a quicker pace. The last three miles of the hike back to civilization was the only time I'd ever had to keep up with him while we were out. He continued looking back and kept his machete uh, kept his machete out most of the way until we were about a mile from the trailhead. During this time, he was more open to talk and gave more details and his thoughts on what uh, what had just transpired. He said the best description of the creature he had witnessed, which he could come up with, was that it looked like the Native American Wendigos of Northern Legend. Uh, that was the only thing he could relate it to, and the only thing for him that had the most similarities. The most disturbing feeling he had was uh, was that whatever the thing was had malicious intentions. Obviously, yeah. it's a cannibal snow monster. Yeah. It's going to eat your butt. Yeah. And not in a good way. No, no, definitely not. 
That's, I mean... Yeah, just imagine, like, walking along through the woods and you just happen to look over and there's this fucking just, like, weird thing just, like, looking at you like, oh, shit, and it's see- yeah, like, I, like it's been I, seen and then just, like, slinks off into the woods and, and doesn't I, make I, any noise. And, I, and honestly, I, it's almost like I can kind of... It just kind of, I don't know, makes me think of, like, what the fuck would I do if it was, you know, like, if you, like, with you, if it was you, that, you know, you fucking saw something, you were yeah. like, you know, I mean, I'm just trying to think of myself, you know, would I be telling you, okay, get the fuck ahead, you know, I got this covered, you know, I, I'll, I'll fucking, you know, I'll cover our ass, you know, but we'll stay close to each, yeah. each other, you know. I think that would be, like, almost back-to-back walking out of the woods, like, fucking, yeah. <laughs> you know, guns I mean, up, like, uh, you know, okay. I, I, I would be freaked to fuck out because, you know, like, what the fuck, you know. You, I don't not, freak not, out easily. No, but you, you don't. <laughs> right. And it doesn't seem like this guy does either. No. You know, I'm just guessing. And but. he's seen some, he just saw something that fucking, like, broke his entire yeah. perception of reality. And, and not, and doesn't be, know how to handle it. And being that friend, you know, not knowing, you just want to, you know, okay, let, let's just just keep going, you know, I'll do what I can, I'll do, just keep going, you ask me to take my pistol out, I'll take my pistol out, do... Well, if, if this had been me, I'd have been like, fucking give me one of the two. <laughs> I don't care which one I get. I need a gun right yeah. now. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to guess that the other one was probably a hunting rifle. But, I mean, yeah, you could still Either fire or. that yeah. without, you know, with, from the hip or whatever. Right. Because, you know, it's going to still do damage if you just got to make sure you point it. But, I mean, you know, just like I said, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, thinking to myself. Putting yourself in the situation. Yeah. And it's tr- not, a, not a happy place to be. No, no, because I'm like... <laughs> I know how, you know, the reaction would be, like, what the fuck? Come on, tell me, man. Tell me, because, I mean, yeah, yeah. he probably was, like, thinking, you know, trying to get What the hell him. happened? You know, we need to, well, like, tell me what happened. Yeah, and then it finally wasn't until, you know, like they said, they got to that clearing, and then they discussed it, and, you know, that's the point. I would have been like, all right, we're going to We got to go. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, let's continue with the story. He felt its intent was to hunt him. He felt like prey. As the gap between us kept getting further, uh, kept getting further, and the turn was coming up, Austin got the distinct impression that the thing, however, uh, got the thing, whatever it was, had outflanked him and was waiting for the right chance to strike. Specifically, he felt that it was waiting for me to get around the bend so it could make a move, uh, make its move when I was out of sight. Which fucking, <laughs> that's, and that's. That's predatory behavior. If that if if this was, um, call it a mountain lion, it's going to do the same thing. Yeah, that's because they're not stupid. They wait and they'll wait until you're not until you're separated, and then when you're not paying attention, bam, they got you. And yeah, the thing is, it's like I kind of know how how you know like I just thinking you know I don't know a whole bunch of shits just going through my brain right now. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, okay, how, how these two were hiking and everything else. I'm going, okay, well, all right, you and I have been in this situation. We have hiked a distance before. We have had three different hiking styles. We had a guy that was, you know, just the super fast, like this guy, <laughs> and fucking just, you know, speed ahead. Yep. Then there was the, the gradual, which was, you know, kind of like me. I just kind of got, got there. 
But then there was you who was kind of like new to it. And I was like just hanging back, just enjoying the sights and smoking cigarettes. Yeah, just, just hanging back, you know, whatever. But I was but I was the other guy, and I was this guy trying to like... Okay, you were the fucking Goldilocks of the group. I was this guy tr- going, okay, I'm going to stop. I'll wait. You know, get so far, stop, wait, you know, look back and, you know, wait for you to catch up or whatever. And, the thing and is, then move on. I mean, the thing is, I'm comfortable in the woods. I've been hunting forever, and it's just... You know, you get out hiking, I just kind of, like, fucking but, but daydream like, as I'm going. But it seems like this, you know, both these guys are the same way. Yeah, exactly. But that's just one fucking thing, you know. Just, yeah. Wow. Uh, no, I didn't ridicule him or laugh. I believed he saw something that utterly frightened him to his core. I'd been in similar situations with Sasquatch. What I did do was try to convince both of us that what he had seen was a Sasquatch. Because it's that's easier to digest apparently than a fucking Wendigo. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, I I tried to convince him that what he had seen was a Sasquatch, mainly for my own sanity. So this dude doesn't want to. He's like, no, 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 there's there's Bigfoot out here. There doesn't need to be anything else. No, oh, that's fine. Bigfoot's one, enough. One scary creature is good enough. Don't don't need multiple. Yeah, right. <laughs> Next thing you're gonna tell me is there's fucking werewolves out here too. Uh-huh. Sorry, bud. Uh, we're going to have a conversation. <laughs> you mean dog, man? Yeah, either or. <laughs> it was hard enough for me to accept that Bigfoot existed and was haunting these lands. To consider that something else might be uh, might be even more dangerous was just too much for me for the time being. I kept saying that he'd seen Bigfoot. However, the more I thought about it on the walk down, the more it, be cl- it became clear I was in denial and in, uh, and in fear for my own reasons. The truth was, this was not Sasquatch, but something completely different. I had to conclude that he had seen another species of hominoid more akin to a human, uh, more akin to humanity, a creature that wore deer antlers and furs to hunt uh, and blend in. It had always been my opinion that any hominid species similar, uh, similarly affiliated with man would have had a uh, higher likelihood of, of hunting and seeing a person as a food source. I've come across some strange things in the wilderness that look, uh, that look like evidence of human activity, but, act, uh, but activity which no human would do, making me wonder whether there might be something out there that's close to human, but not. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, because how often do you run into shit like that in the woods where you're like, oh, this looks like some, something somebody would do, but it's way too fucking high up in the air. Yeah. Like, you see, you know, because I've, I've been out in the woods with people as they're walking, they're just snapping branches off of stuff, just fucking around. That's one thing. But when you see that 15 feet in the air and you go, who the fuck did that? That's not an owl. Yeah. That's not a people. No. You know? Um, but yeah, I, I, I get where this guy's coming from. I don't think that I'm not going to say that I, I think Bigfoot is just like the fucking jolly green giant out there just like making friends with everybody and you're making pies with them and shit because I think they can be aggressive and they are aggressive occasionally. But this kind of ranks in that same kind of category as like Dogman where it's just it's out there. If it finds you, it doesn't want to be your friend. It's going to kill and eat you. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> okay. Baba Yaga. Yeah. It's a baby Yaga. Through through research and personal experience, I believe I've developed a basic understanding of Sasquatch behavior. And so for the most part, I feel safe in the wilderness and know what to expect if I do ever run into one. 
That said, whenever I go on long journeys into the wilderness, I still go armed, less to protect myself from Bigfoot, uh, from Bigfoot-like creatures than to guard myself against things like whatever Austin saw. A humanoid that seemed to have the intention and capability of hunting one of, uh, hunting one of us if given a chance. Austin only came up to camp one la- uh, Austin only came up to camp one last time. He only stayed for a few hours before having to throw in the towel and head back down to safety. I don't blame him. That was a traumatic event. I praise him for even being able to come back up uh, to the area after his experience. That definitely took courage. I never let people I I, I never let people I hike with I hike with out of eyesight. Uh, before I did so as a result of my training. Now I do it because I know there are things out here that may be hunting the weak and vulnerable. Just waiting for the opportunity to take you forever. Fuck. And that might be it. Why, you know, why <laughs> it chose his buddy Austin over him because it kind of must have sensed that he, Austin, was the weaker of the two. Because he was trailing behind. That's where I'm thinking. Because, again, look at predatory animal behavior. What do wolves go after? The weaker. They go after the ones that can't keep up with everybody else. The weaker. Exactly. He's not necessarily weaker. He just hikes differently. But that gives him the perception of being weaker. True. And also, if this thing has been following them for any any period of time, and it saw him put a rifle in his backpack, if it's been around people long, like long enough, it probably yeah. knows what that is and what it does. And thinks, okay, he has one of those. I don't know exactly what to call it, but I know it's noisy. Yeah. And I don't want any part of it. This guy doesn't. This guy's easy pickings. Exactly. Ugh, fuck. Again, this is why Wendigo fucking freak me out, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, Still one of my absolute favorite parts of Native American, like, cultural lore there's and that's saying something because they've got a lot of really cool stuff, but the Wendigo just kind of I don't know if if it's maybe because of where we are, like where we uh-huh. grew up and stuff, but it just kind of resonates with me, you know. But yeah, that's uh, so again, Colorado. You guys don't have a lot of cryptids, but you got some creepy shit going on in the mountains. Yeah. So, the <laughs> uh, so that was a Pikes Peak Wendigo encounter. Wow. Yeah. That's uh that's intense. Yeah. I mean there I'm a firm believer that there is stuff in the woods that we either don't know about or refuse to acknowledge is there. Uh and I don't believe all of it's Sasquatch. Matter of fact, I know not all of it's Sasquatch because I've seen that thing that I saw on the road that I'm sure wasn't hanging out in somebody's house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really don't have anywhere else to go with that one, but, uh, just if you're going to fucking hike, hike together and stay together. Don't get out of each other's sight. Stick together. Don't go in the woods unarmed, especially if you're on a hiking trail, because it's not just things in the woods that could potentially be dangerous. There's a lot of really fucking weird people that hike that do awful shit. There was a serial killer that ran up and down the fucking Appalachian Trail that I don't believe was ever caught. And there's been a couple others that have been caught on large hiking trails throughout the country. Yeah. Um, so it's not just like, you know, potentially 
paranormal monsters you have to worry about. There's humans out there that'll do you harm as well. Exactly. So that's why I am a very, very firm believer that if you're going to hike, at least have a knife. If you don't want to get, you don't want to carry a gun, at least carry a knife or a hatchet or a machete or something like that. Don't go out unprotected because as much as you may not want to have to do something to defend yourself, you probably should. Um, because, I mean, I know neither one of us will ever go in the fucking woods again without a gun. Ever. No. Ever. Yeah, and... and uh, I rarely leave my house without one. And if it happens to be that somebody's from Transylvania, they're not always a vampire. They could be a werewolf. I'm going to say 60% of the time they're a werewolf or a vampire. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and with that all said, once again, go over to studio.com, check them out, uh... They have headphones, earbuds, and a Bluetooth speaker. We know you'll love them. We know you'll love all their all their products. And find what you want, put it in your basket, go to checkout, and go on your coupon code and put the promo code of DarkWindows15 in to get 15% off your entire purchase. But if you happen to forget to where to go for that, you can also go over to darkwindows.com. And on there, we have, well, link to studio. We have a link to our Patreon. Patreon. Which, if you become a $5 member, you get a free episode a month. Mm-hmm. Once, a, once a month? You get a free episode every month. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Yes. Um, and you also get a free crafted with love sticker from the sticker maker, my wife, Shelby. Because we're not going to mass produce that shit. For Patreon, we want, like, you're giving us money. We're going to send you love. So you get handmade stickers. And there's also... She even churns the fucking plastic, like old school, like the Amish do. All right. To make the stickers. (laughs) There's also a link to our Age of Radio page. Yes, sir. Where you can listen to all All of our stuff, unlike Apple, Uh, where they start deleting shit. Matter of fact, they, uh, as we're releasing this, they've deleted four of our episodes. Uh And you could, uh, if you want to reach out to us, we can go over to Twitter uh, we're on there and on Instagram at both those at Dark Windows Pod, and we're on Facebook, Dark Windows Podcast. Only one on there, and you'll you also see uh, you'll see Kevin and I on there. Uh, I'm Kevin Heyer, and he is Kevin Carlton. Most likely, you'll see a lot more of Kevin Carlton than me, but I, I like to uh, I like to get involved every once Let, in a let's while. Let's be real here. The reason you see more of me is because I work at a desk. <laughs> And I got some downtime in my days. And I'm like, oh, hey, I got nothing to do. Let's post some weird shit on the Facebook page. Nothing's going to start an argument, hopefully. But if it does, maybe it's more of a debate and a discussion than an argument. If it's an argument, we'll end that motherfucker quick. Right. I'll fucking ban myself. Exactly. That's right. I will leave the page if I start an argument. (laughs) So, with that said, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. It was the Wendigo. My fucking dogs. Are... Okay, so we just had that whole story, and then my dog starts slamming yeah. around down, downstairs. I almost just had a fucking heart attack. <sighs> Goodbye. Uh, yeah. <laughs>